welcome to another edition of the first 2016 edition of the Music Video Land podcast. This week in music videos brought to you by your super good friends at imvdb.com, the internet music video database. I am 2016 Adam of imvdb, and with me as usual from 2016 New York City is 2016 Doug. How are you, Doug? Doing super good, Adam. Your secondhand smoke. That's right. 2016 secondhand smoke still an issue. Yeah, I know. That's fucked up. This is the the um, fifth calendar year in which we've re- recorded this podcast in. That's true. I believe we started this podcast in 2011. It's true. And 2016 minus five is 2011. Damn. Damn. Wow. Um, We're old. We're old. So how about that? Yeah, it's this 2000- podcast is in kindergarten. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've been paying uh, child, you know, daycare for this this podcast for several years, and now yeah, it's, now it's on the government's time. Which that's is right. Tight. Take that government. Take tax, that. Ta- everybody's taxpayer money going to yeah. our, our to IMVDB now. Um, we took that a little bit too far, but <laughs> yeah. you're right. It is 2016, and we have taken a few weeks off because you know it's that time of the year. You know, everybody kind of just chills out. Not a lot of music videos come out, but we did release our best of the year list for 2015. And a bunch of, a bunch of stuff around that list too. It wasn't just like a a receipt that we printed out and photocopied and pasted to the internet. Right. It wasn't just like a list that was like, here, yeah, you go find, go try and find these if you can. Yeah. Um, No, we did more. We did way more than that. So we had lists from, and you can go to imvdb.com slash 2015 to see this. We have we had lists from uh, Carlos Lopez Estrada, Jason Baum, uh, Andrea Allen, who's listed as AA on our site for some reason, uh, Caleb Jackson, who's a contributor to the blog, the Prez Brothers, excellent music video directing team, who are actual brothers, and then the mysterious American Millennial, Top 10 Music Videos in 2015. So that was a great series of blog posts, just short, like right up toward the end of the year. Yeah, we do that every year, and um, because we don't think that there are enough top top lists out there, we need to just throw as many as we can in the mix. But also because I'm I'm really interested in the perspectives of, of you know these different folks who are you know, in one way or another involved in the music video industry. Um, and you know, I, you know, I don't think our we watch a lot of music videos, and I actually, you know, I think. Uh, um, we're we've earned the right to list them, but uh, you know, I I also don't think what we say is gospel, and I think that it's important to you know give give some other kind of perspectives, uh, some opportunity to get out there as well. So I, I get really stoked about these lists and some cool stuff on there. Some a few things I hadn't seen. You might think that our list our word is gospel, but I do. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to speak for you. That's right. Yeah. Um, I've actually got it all of our all of our word it bound in a book that's called cool. the Gospel of I am and, and you're starting up a, a religion based on it. That's right. Yeah, you know why not? That's where the money is. That's where it's where eternal happiness is. Absolutely. Um, so thank you, everybody, to you know our list uh, contributors, cobblers, um, <laughs> our list cobblers. Exactly. Thank you for cobb- cobbling together those lists. Yeah. Um, so we ended the year with that and with a bang. So many things on the docket this year for IMVDB, the Internet Music Video Database, and all of those things are going to relate to music videos. Absolutely. Um, we've got a lot of really fun and interesting things planned. 
were working behind the scenes like crazy squirrels. Oh um, man, you ever seen a squirrel code? Just they're they're unbelievable. They they're typing gibberish, but it's very fast. Right. Um. So you know we had a, you know we talked about in our podcast uh, again. If you go to imvdb.com slash two thousand fifteen, you can listen to it. We did a whole podcast, Doug, just you and me talking about our favorite music video. We even filmed ourselves. Jesus. Yeah. We really went all the way. Um, and we talked about trends and our favorite music videos for 2015. But, you know, now I think it's probably as good a time as ever to do a little speculation on what 2016 holds. Oh, I think we should speculate that. Uh, and, and, and it might even relate to some of the music videos we talk about this week. Hmm. Um, so I think that there's trends. I think for with music videos, there's two types of trends. There's the trends of like style trends, like stuff we expect to see within music videos, um, but also stuff that we expect to see uh, in the music video industry in general or how music videos are packaged and released. Uh, that's also some some trends that I think we can speculate on. And uh, I think some big trends in, in that area uh, is going to be just music videos premiering in a, in a lot more places. Lots of um, <laughs> audio streaming services and, and, and w- the web video startups and all of these different locations on the Internet are trying to leverage music video premieres to either – bring attention to themselves or bring traffic to their website. And we saw that a lot in 2015 to, uh, to the point where some of those places uh, like Apple Music uh, is rumored to be investing in the budgets of music videos. And I think we're going to see that even more so either from these places, you know, Facebook and, and Tidal and all these places going even harder in, in 2016 or just even more places popping up where, where music videos are going to start to premiere that aren't the traditional, use the traditional YouTube or Vimeo embeds. That's right. Uh, I've probably gone are the days where, you know, we thought that premieres from, you know, like YouTube private embeds uh, or like unlisted embeds on, you know, uh, on, on different, you know, like uh, music blogs were you know the primary source of non YouTube and Vimeo or Vivo premieres. Now we're seeing whole other infrastructures pop up, and it you know <laughs> there's you test. I mean, the, uh, Apple Music has only been around for six months, uh, really, um, and since then it's got very busy in the business of uh, you know premiering music videos. So we fully expect to see that to continue to be kind of a force in music videos. Uh, the music videos that they did premiere last year were um, hugely impactful and extremely yeah. popular. So I would, I, I think one thing I would love to see this year in 2016 and sooner rather than later is an opening up of that infrastructure a little bit. Um, Vimeo and YouTube are uh, you know, longstanding platforms. They have uh, APIs to grab data from that. They're very open about views and things like that. Um, and Apple Music is directly the opposite. Um, they have... Uh, no API, and that is pretty much the status quo for Apple. So I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping, you know, they have no API. They're, they're very, um, trend, you know, opaque about how Apple Music operates and uh, everything about it, really, which is the, kind of the opposite of these other operations. So I'm really hoping that Apple, and they they have done, you know, if, if you pay attention to Apple technology, you know that they recently released in the past few years, a um, new programming language called Swift, and just recently, in last month, open-sourced it, which is sort of unheard of for Apple. So I'm hoping we're going to see a little bit more of an open 
platform for them for music videos so we can sort of start tapping into that and i think that'll be good for music videos in general yeah i i think so um i think so because they're not gonna like it it used to be um where because you know it's not like YouTube had and, and Vimeo had a, a you know a complete monopoly over music video premieres. You know, Rolling Stone or MTV.com would premiere music videos on their own p- players prior to 2015, but it would happen so infrequently that it was like okay when we got frustrated by it because mm-hmm. it, it didn't it didn't occur that often and it was just something that was like so out of the ordinary that we had to take extra steps to accommodate. And now it happened so frequently that like it's basically like we got to catch up mm-hmm. uh and so um yeah I, I i think um with that you know we, we need to get some additional buy-in from from these places that are now premiering music videos that make it easier for them to spread on the internet and i think it's going to naturally move in that direction because it's only going to benefit them and then speaking of large platforms i think you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go right on a limb, Doug, and make a prediction in terms of platforms. I feel like uh, Facebook is gonna play a little bit catch up this year and go ahead and go after music videos a little bit harder. Because mm-hmm. um, we got a few. There was the Mike Snow, mm-hmm. uh, Lance, the Lance Drake. I think Lance Drake had two music videos in a row, like in the same week, premiere on Facebook exclusively or something like that. You know. Uh, it's just weird that when it happens, it's not so much. I mean, Hotline Bling, one of the bi- biggest videos of the year, premiered on, premiering on Apple Music, is kind of extraordinary. Um, but the you know Facebook has been doing it with some pretty substantial videos, and and they did it in the past too. I think like uh, Suit and Tie, or maybe or. Um, Oh, yeah, was the, that Anthony Mandler video for Jay Z yeah. premiered on Facebook? But now I think it's going to be a thing where it's you're getting it kind of on a on a weekly basis. Uh, uh, someone's dropping a video through Facebook, and I think the biggest obstacle to that really is face to Facebook's image as more of a you know not a, they're not an entertainment uh, company or you you know they're a a very wide-reaching platform that has a lot of facets to it that everybody's parents are on. Um, it has, you know, it, it's a, unbelievably popular, but it just doesn't have, you know, the cool factor of having, you know, Drake get up and vouch for it at the product launch like Apple Music did. So, and it has video, but the videos that Facebook has primarily are like either just like random meme, kind of like you know, dude getting run over by a tractor or something like real quick. Or like I see like a ton of fucking uh, like like ninety second cooking videos on Facebook now like so <laughs> oh, yeah. many you know like kind of like uh, you know camera above the bowl like mm-hmm. k- kind of stylized I know you you know what I'm talking oh, about yeah. but, uh, hundreds of those things now everyone's mom is like posting these videos of how to make like bacon stuffed garlic knots and like all the oh man i watch them through to the end because it looks delicious (laughs) it looks delicious i'm like oh they got cream cheese in there too but uh that's what that's what facebook video that's what comes to mind when someone says facebook video um but i think you know they they'd obviously like to change that and doug the video we were talking about was holy grail by jay-z featuring justin timberlake which is premiered in 2013 technically it was in August 2013, so really like two two years and a few months ago. But you know, a few years ago. 
Yeah. Um, so in terms of the style of music videos and the actual content, uh, so many music videos come out and it is, I would imagine, I don't spend a lot of time doing this, but I would imagine it is very difficult to think of a concept for a music video. Um, but maybe I'm just not the type of person who is constantly thinking of concepts for music videos. So we kind of see trends sometimes week to week in music videos um, throughout the years. Uh, I don't, uh, do, 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 you, do you feel like there are going to be any sort of thematic uh, themes that may run through 2016. Well, I, and I might be basing this too heavily on this week, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if you if we, you see a bunch of music videos this year that parody or call back to MTV era music videos, hmm. and that definitely happens this week. <laughs> and maybe I'm just like trying to construct this this narrative. But like I could see that that happening, right? Like if we're just speculating, like what's going to take off? Uh, you know, you start to see that type of stuff creep in, like you know, with the uh, you know not not recreation of a music video, but like recreations of of '90s era films was a was a trend of the last couple of years. And there's a handful of music videos that you can point to that are trying to do exactly that. Uh, probably most notably is Fancy. Uh, Fancy was the one that was clueless, right? Yeah. That's it, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, re- recreation, uh, repackaging of 90s era stuff is going to be a 2016 thing because it was a 2015 thing. Uh, and for that to happen in a music video way, <laughs> to happen in music videos too. The fact that it's already happened this week, uh, <laughs> but I like I wouldn't be surprised. Like it's you know it's the type of thing that you can you know it, it could be trending that way. Who knows? Otherwise, like I got no fucking clue. Well, you know, this is going to be an interesting year because, as we all know, this is 2016, the year that um, Obama's uh, eight-year term comes to a close, and we have a new presidential election. That's going to dominate a lot of the news for the entire year. Yeah. But I think, and as we record this, we're good We're good citizens, so we're not watching the State of the Union. We're recording a podcast. Um, uh, I watched a little bit, and I'll watch it on the, the in, in full tomorrow. Uh, you know. They don't hide that from the internet. <laughs> no, you can watch readily it available very easily. Yeah, so uh, so it's kind of interesting to think that um, you, you know that basically the resurgence of music videos has all happened kind of it kind of coincided with the start of Obama's presidency. Oh, and look, and there's all those pictures of Kendrick Lamar and President Obama yeah. floating around from yesterday. I mean, look, we can we can the, Obama's accomplished a lot in the last eight years, and we can just tack onto his list of accomplishments, uh, oversaw the resurrection of music videos. That's, That's fine. Right. Yeah. I think that's put that to his list, like right in between, like, like making healthcare, uh, accessible to millions of people and, you know, saving the economy is, you know, given the, you know, providing a, a, um, a safety net to music videos. And, you know, you might kind of, I mean, it's kind of a goofy thing to tie to music videos but uh because of the news this this week and and a lot of uh things that are in the news um people have been thinking a lot about 80s era mtv and of course you know mtv started in the very early 80s and continued on uh in you know had to have massive popularity through the out the 80s and throughout the 80s the president in the u.s was ronald reagan and a lot of the you know the the cultural conversation, you know, music videos were a counterculture, um, youth-oriented medium, and a lot of that was very, like, you know, anti-Reagan and anti-establishment, and I think a lot of that 
you know, that those politics color how we see that era and color what came out in that era. And it's interesting, you know, that, that you could probably label that the first, you know, golden age of music videos or whatever you want to call it. And then this resurgence, it's interesting that we have, you know, the biggest players and artists and voices of this resurgence in music videos, you know, not only being in general agreement with uh, Obama and like, you know, the current political <laughs> landscape in that way, but also like, you know, like you mentioned Kendrick Lamar went to the white house and there was pictures of him. Um, I, I, like I don't know pre- if, President Obama said his favorite song of 2015 was uh, how much a dollar cost. Yeah. And, and, it, and it is really interesting to look at those two eras and think of how different, you know, uh, I, 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 if it affected anything in terms of music video content, I'm sure it affected it in an extremely subtle way. I think it was probably more an overall cultural uh, difference. But that's a, that's a huge difference between, um, you know, this latest resurgence and uh, and music videos uh, rising sure. in popularity in the 80s. Yeah, but you know what? It could change really quick. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Donald Trump becomes president. And so the interesting thing is, you know, however this election turns out, that's going to change the whole political landscape. And it's also going to have huge implications for U.S. culture and, and popular media culture. And with music videos being so at the forefront now, I'm really interested to see interested to see how music videos factor into that conversation. Well, it's whole. interesting that you mentioned that. And there's a music video that we uh, what we IMVDB picked um earlier this uh at the end of last year um and it's a music video called uh, to my surprise by james directed by chris Merck. it's an animated music video and it features uh like donald trump imagery and it features people kind of being obsessed with guns and pharmaceuticals and it kind of it's kind of like this blade runner style environment this kind of you know post-apocalyptic environment that uh uh, it seems to be kind of in reference to like if Donald Trump became president, this is what the world would become and deteriorate <laughs> to. Uh, and there was also a, a music video not too long ago. Um, the artist escapes me now, but it was another music video that showed like it was a, a character named like Tronald Dump. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a, it was like a. a do you remember Adam the music video when we went to South by Southwest of the like bear? It's like a um, uh, stop motion animated music video of a of a teddy bear kind of like wreaking havoc on a house like on other toys, and it's just like mm, super yeah. bloody. Mm-hmm. Um, Philip, uh, man, I'm such an asshole for not realizing that this would come up. Uh, but anyway, it, it's uh, Donald Trump like takes a Toronto dump, takes over this town and like turns like just essentially makes the whole town uh, addicted to like cheeseburgers. I don't know why Donald Trump and cheeseburgers, uh, that, <laughs> that imagery has been used, but it, it, it feels like it makes total sense to me. But uh, anyway, you, I think you're right. The point is, I think uh, you're right that you're starting to see even already like, that, that stuff to start to creep into music videos and, and people kind of these like warning signs type music videos that I think, you know, uh, the fear, fear, potential fear is already set again in some folks. And I think the, one of the last things that I'm looking for is, you know, a few years ago, we were sort of 
gawking in awe at a vi- not just a music video, but any video being over 1 billion views. And now Shh. it is becoming less and less. We used to like post on uh, social media when every got, time it happened, every time it happened. And now it is becoming a common occurrence. And I, we have, I think one though, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I was just going to say that we have the 1 billion club. And I feel like in 2016, we are going to start the 2 billion club. Mm-hmm, definitely. So, um, yeah, I think even in the last week, uh, Lean On by Major Lazer, directed by Tim Erm, and uh, Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO, yes. directed by Mickey Finnegan, both crossed the billion view mark. And I think sometime in the last couple of weeks, Sia Chandelier uh, also passed it, and that's already at 1.1 billion. Um, but uh, one of the things on the billion view list that shocks me is – that that Wiz Khalifa see you again is now the number three <laughs> video. That uh, is that is insane. Uh, Mark Clark. That's not even and that's not even a year old. That came out in April 2015. <laughs> uh, that's 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 insane. That's insane. Yeah, Mark Classfield, and it's a you know um, it comes off of the soundtrack for. Uh, Fast and Furious. Seven. Fast and Furious. Yeah, the, but it, it, you know, it's become the basically the you know I miss what's his name Anthem. What's the Fast and Furious guy's name? Paul uh, Walker. I miss it's, Walker, the, yeah. it's like the I miss Paul Walker. Yeah, um, I, think it, I think it was played over the credits. I mean, it's a it's a catchy song, and it definitely had a you know it was given an extra context there. But it is really interesting that it is so. Popular. It was um, huge on it's, it was huge on Vine too. It like was me, you know. Basically, it was like the go-to song if you wanted to show sadness. You just like put that song in the background of your Vine, and it, and you're there. So 1.3 billion for that one. But I still think it still feels like Adele is gonna is gonna be the fastest to a billion. Uh, that's right, 946 million right now. Yeah, that'll be that'll be less than three months or something, less than four months. What did that come out in October? That came out in uh, October 23rd, 2015. That is insane. Yeah, and 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 the numbers, the scale continues to grow, um, and that is exciting because. That it, you know, I don't think there's really any question that music videos are continuing to you know uh, grow in in popularity and reach. And the fact that you know we are dealing with such gigantic numbers that seemed c- crazy huge just a few years ago, um, and they're becoming commonplace now. I mean, it's not like they're like Party Rock Anthem is at one billion, and the next one's at like three hundred million. Uh, I love the way you lie by Eminem, directed by Joseph Kahn, is like knocking at the door. Yeah, it's just like three hundred thousand, uh, like I don't even know the numbers. Three hundred thousand <laughs> away from, I guess so. Yeah, three hundred thousand away from a, a, a billion right now. Yeah, so um, many videos. Uh, and, and, and can I tell you how excited I am that Party Rock Anthem is still holding on there? Because the more I watch that, I love that video, and the more I watch it, it, it feels like it's from another decade. So I'm just glad that it's still hanging on there. When did that video come out? 2009 or 2011? No, yeah, 2011. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but the, the interesting thing is, like, Baby was holding on at number two forever. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be out of the top ten in, like, any minute. Yeah. Any minute. I don't know who else can, if, if people give a shit about like the fact that we're like baby was number two and now it's number five. But like I'm I'm fascinated by this stuff. I'm fascinated by this stuff because it it's it, it's such a like it indicates such a shift in in the ceiling of popularity for some of these videos. Um, and 
I'm like, God, like you're never going to think of hello now without thinking of, you know, this kind of this video, mm-hmm. you know, it just becomes so synonymous with songs that are so synonymous with the era too, you know, like music. I feel like I look back at the music videos from the, you know, early two thousands and, uh, I don't really see them, uh, so much, so tied to their years and, and when they came out and their ages, you know, everything just like feels like early two thousands, but now, you know, there's such a shift in just a year or two, um, that stuff. And that's why you get this thing where party rock anthem feels so much older. Mm -hmm. It definitely does. Yeah. Once the more you start to pay attention and, and the fresher that is in the memory, I think that uh, you're able to differentiate that a little bit more. And it, it, uh, it is also interesting that we are starting to see music videos that have never bit like lived any, in any other medium. Um, you know, when Shake It Off came out, that 1.3 billion is, is, you know, there are views that from the day it came out and it counted that number. Um, you know, you go to music videos that came out in the eighties that may be legendary music videos like thriller by Michael Jackson that has, you know, several hundred million views. But I think a lot of people assume like, Oh, I'm going to go to the the top viewed music videos of all time. And they're going to see, you know, the old standby classics up there. Um, but we have, you know, we have things dominated by, uh, you know, artists that make total sense to be dominating that list, Katy Perry and Taylor Swift and, and, and the like. Um, do you think, all right, so do you think by the end of, because eventually it'll happen, uh, do you think the end of this year, Gaim Style is still the number one video? I do, yes. Um, but I don't think that's going to be around for long. Um, I feel like... I, I, I think, see, I think Adele could beat it. I think Adele still has the momentum Mm -hmm. to beat it that's just it's just three months old like that shit is crazy that shit is crazy even if it's cut even if the speed reduces by half over the next three months it's almost there you know it's it's all it's getting it's close it's number it's it's number two that's a very good point i feel like in the we're gonna look at the top 10 at the end of 2016 and i think gunyam style is gonna be sort of like in baby position um yeah it's gonna be not Meaning in the position of baby by Justin Bieber, currently number five. It's going to be just sort of in, in the mix. It's not going to yeah. be the do- dominating factor. We used to go, you know, one of the things that would shock people is, you know, telling them that Gunnam Style is the most popular video of all time and the next one is a billion views away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and now I think it's just going to be sort of in the mix of all these other very popular yeah. songs. It does feel like, though, Gentlemen will get into the billion club too now. It's it's still it's still getting it's still going. Yeah, I guess if you're if you're into that shit, then why not? You know, um, I yeah. just, it it still baffles me that that video has appeal. But you know what? To each his own. It's just it's just you know autoplay appeal. It really but, yeah. You know, people just like let Gundam style play through to the end, and then it auto went to gentlemen, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know what? Yeah, I can I can stay a few more minutes. Yeah, let's do this. Right? <laughs> yeah. So speaking of 2016, we got our first uh, kind of week of music video news for this week. And man, we had some very interesting stuff happen. Um, I think everybody knows the news that that David Bowie passed away on January 10th, just a few days ago, um, very unexpectedly of cancer. Um, unexpectedly for a number of reasons. One of them was that um, his cancer diagnosis was 
kept a very good secret. Um, the other one is that David Bowie just released. Like, and I'm not talking about like a few months ago, but I'm talking about like a few weeks ago. And in terms of music videos, a few days ago, um, his his latest album, Black Star. Uh, so that was, you know, there have been artists that have have released records around. And the other one that comes to mind is George Harrison, who knew he was uh, dying of cancer when he made um, Brainwashed back in, you know, 1999, 2000, and died shortly after the release of that album. But this, I think, takes on, is a, on a whole nother level in terms of taking people by surprise and the proximity of it to the release. So, um, as we mentioned, David Bowie passed away on January 10th, and his last music video, Lazarus, Lazarus sorry, um, directed by Johan Rennick, uh, Renk, uh, came out on January 7th. That, that's right. pretty crazy. And he's and and he's you know the first lines of the song are I'm in heaven or I'm in heaven now or so, or you know something to that effect. He's in his deathbed in the music video. It's very clear that this was uh, calculated to some you know great extent. Uh, I think you know there was it, it, although it was a secret uh, or a, a not public that he had cancer on the seventh. Um, you know, he, he clearly knew, mm-hmm. and and he, you know, and and this this video was very. It seemed very knowing. It it did, and uh, this I guess one of the the kind of key images from this video, like Doug, you mentioned, he is in a hospital bed, um, and he he there's this there's this. Um, kind of wrapped he, he wraps his his eyes in gauze and puts buttons on his eyes uh and he has done this for the last he did for the last video also directed by johan rank um and it looks br- super ridiculously <laughs> creepy yeah um, very freaky um and he he's he's got that on for most of this uh but this is a video that is not uh it, I, I don't want to call it four by three but it is in a very skinny i think this is a i mean this looks like just like square to me. Yeah. I, haven't take, I haven't taken a ruler to the computer screen <laughs> yet, but I'm pretty sure there's a, I looked at a Vimeo embed um, that, you know, a, a Vimeo embeds will take, takes the actual shape of the video and it looks square to me. There was that um, soothe my soul Depeche mode video directed by Warren Fu uh, that came out a few years ago. That was also square. And this, this looks to me like it is a, you know, these are right angles. Yeah, and and this video absolutely gorgeously shot um, by someone whose name I'm gonna butcher, Krill Forsberg, um, the director of photography. Um, just thank a, you, did it, right? Yeah, sweet. Thank you, Doug. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely, just gorgeous video when you watch it. You know, when you blow it up on a on a monitor and watch it, it's it's uh, and beautifully art directed as well. This is a, this is you know. Uh, you know, one of the, you know, I've listened to Black Star a few, a few times this week, one of like the more, um, I think, widely accessible songs on Black Star. And uh, I think definitely one of, you know, I think David Bowie's best music videos of the last like five or six years, because he has released a ton of music videos. Um, it's something that. But he has been pretty active lately. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, you know, within the last, you know, since 2013, he's got about 10 music videos mm-hmm. and they're all pretty strong. You know, they're, they're, they're not like, uh, you know, they're, they, they don't make you roll your eyes. They, they're not like, you know, most of Paul McCartney's music videos now kind of outside of the <laughs> outside of the Vincent Haycock one. 
you know, um, you know, he, he he's working with, you know, like Flora Sigismundi and, and, you know, uh, Barnaby Roper and, and just, you know, very, you know, the, the videos are still very inspired. Mm hmm. And good, but it, it so it, it is very interesting that the that this music video is sort of factoring into the whole news story about it because of the proximity to his death. I, I don't, you know, um, I, I doubt that that was pl- planned um, in terms of this being his last music video and the imagery dealing so heavily with um, with death. Uh, but you know, obviously that, that was weighing heavily on, you know, what he was thinking and, and seeped into the music. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I just find it kind of an, an incredible, um, you know, for somebody who basically lived his life, you know, the, the life of an artist from when he was, you know, a teenager, basically to have this be his sort of last visual statement is really a pretty incredible and incredible and definitely a, a milestone for music videos, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For somebody who kind of made made several or was responsible for several throughout his career, um, and uh, it's and it was uh, you know it was just it was unexpected. I don't know why so unexpected to see kind of like just like an overwhelming positive. Uh, you know, people were sad, but everyone seemed to have like positive reactions to. To David Bowie, and and it's he seemed to inspire a lot of folks who are making music videos now. Um, but one of the things that kind of was unearthed in all of the kind of coverage of David Bowie that I think is interesting, and I think it's worth mentioning, is this little clip from a 1983 uh, interview that he did with MTV. Uh, Adam, did you have a chance to check this out? I know I sent you the link. I did check it out. Yeah, yeah I've seen this all over the place this week. Yeah, yeah, it's been all over the place. It's actually been put out by MTV News, which I thought was um, really, really neat. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're kind of putting it putting it out there, which because obviously MTV is. You know, come come along, come a long way in thirty years. You know, thirty thirty plus years. Uh, but essentially, the the video is him uh, like just like kind of taking it to uh, Mark Goodman, who's one of the original MTV VJs. Um, just kind of taking it to him for for MTV not playing black artists. Uh, and it's funny too to think about like the way they're talking about it uh, as if it is some kind of like. Uh, that it's like tab- taboo to be playing uh, music videos from black artists. But then the artists that they say, it's just so weird to hear the artist. He's like talking about like Prince and, <laughs> and like just people like, it's just so crazy that any of these, uh, you know, any of these people would be ever considered taboo or like strange to play uh, in the middle of the day. Cause like Goodman is like, he kind of defends it. He's like, well, you know, it's not just New York and LA, you know, you gotta, uh, think about people in in the middle America, and as if like that is a defendable, like that's a defense to this. But um, yeah, I I, I just uh, last month uh, reread portions of I Want My MTV, the sort of oral history of M- MTV in the eighties, and uh, around this time in nineteen eighty three is. Uh, very, you know, when MTV actually started playing black artists, starting with Michael Jackson's video for for Billie Jean, uh, is hugely controversial in the way it happened. And they mentioned this interview um, as happening around the time. But uh, there are as many stories as you can uh, as you can imagine of like how 
they actually started playing it. Um, some people say that they were basically forced by whatever record label uh, um, Michael Jackson was on at the time. Um, a lot of people at MTV at the time were like, you, you know, say uh, we love Billie Jean from the start, and we, you know, we we, we put it into heavy rotation right away. Um, it's, it's it's really like one of the most controversial. Uh, moments and decisions in MTV's history. Uh, so it's interesting that, that that David Bowie's death in this clip has kind of like unearthed that because I think that's something that people, a lot of people, have forgotten about MTV as progressive and as culturally impactful as they were. They they the, one of their biggest controversies centered around race. Weirdly right. enough, right? And in the and in the eighties, it's not like this was like in the sixties or you mm-hmm. know you know it, it was. Uh, you know, and and it's yes, interesting. Uh, but the the Bowie, I, there's this one moment in there when they zoom in on his face, and you, he's just like so fed up with the answer. It it, be- <laughs> it essentially becomes David Bowie interviewing, um, you know, like being the interviewer, yeah, and, and interviewing Mark Goodman, and Goodman is like trying so hard to defend it, and 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 you know his biggest thing is it's not. You know, and, and David Bowie calls him out for it. It's like his his excuses. It's not me. It's them, mm. kind of thing. But he he defends it, you know, as well. And it's very uncomfortable. But uh, and it's it's a lot easier to look at something like this thirty years later and be like, oh, of course, David Bowie is right. But I, I have a feeling that you know, at the time, uh, there were some people who who were out there who could have thought, you know, probably thought less of David Bowie for you know doing something like this. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so that was a, a really interesting, uh, thing that came out of this. The other thing that, you know, we have how many videos on the site for David Bowie? We have 58. I'm not sure if we have them all. Um, but the other thing that I did not realize about David Bowie is how many music videos he released in the seventies. Um, then as we know, you know, MTV started in the early eighties and, uh, took off from there, but you know, if you made music videos in the 1970s, there weren't, there was not a 24-hour music video TV station no. um, with millions and millions of people to see them. Um, we've talked about ABBA doing this uh, to great success in the past. Um, you know, in the 70s, you know, when they were at their height, making music video clips and sending them around to different popular, you know, one-off music video shows in different countries like Australia. Um, but David Bowie made a lot of music videos in the seventies, which, uh, for an artist of, you, you know, is, uh, pretty rare. A lot of the times you'll see like maybe like one or two clips in the early eighties. And then even if they were very active in the seventies and then their, you know, output just sort of start to take off after like 1983. Um, but this, like we, his first video for him we have is, is 1969. Yeah, and it's not like it's just like they they put up some cameras during a live performance. I mean, the the Space Oddity video from 1969 is a high concept like outer space themed, you know, narrative style music video. It's not it's not a, you know, David Bowie on a stage performing. It is you know, at what you would expect with, uh, you know, production value and, and lots of consideration. And so, well, uh, I'm trying to think what, you know, because I, I know Top of the Pops is when, you know, a lot of bands started doing these taped tape performances and stuff in lieu of performing on Top of the Pops. And that's when a lot of these artists started to get into uh, making what you could consider to be a music video. Does this 
Adam align with that era or are you? I believe so. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I am not totally up on my facts, but I believe this is, you know, the sort of the, um, Bohemian Rhapsody era, uh, where artists, I believe which was 77. So this predates, he's got a good, like half decade of, of, of stuff on that, but <laughs> yeah, it's cause top of the pop started. It was 1964. I think it started according to this quick Google search that I did while you were just talking. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it does align with the era. I don't know when, like when artists started to, instead of performing live send start, some of them start sending video, but this could be part of that. But even so this isn't, this is a movie that he made. You yeah. Know. And, and if you look at other very popular artists from, that era who are making you know quote unquote music videos uh look no further than than our, our bud zaba and you will and like you know watch the space oddity music video from 1969 and then watch like the mamma mia video from 1975 six years later and uh and, you know i'm not even to describe it you'll see <laughs> you'll yeah. see the difference right uh, it's 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 like night and day so definitely a, a, a music video pioneer and somebody who kept their love of music videos and making music videos all the way up to literally um the, the you know a few days before uh, their passing so it's funny we uh at work, we have a, a TV that we, we put stuff on, and, and uh, on Monday, you guys have, have a fucking TV. Yeah, uh, be jealous, you guys. Um, it, and it's in kind of like our like kitchen slash like large common area. Um, but it also like the type of TV that they would wheel in in elementary school yep. to watch. <laughs> Yeah. Reading rainbow with like a with like a it's like a giant tube TV strapped to like precariously to it. Yeah, um, right. But so we were playing uh, David Bowie. Somebody put on like I don't know where they got them David Bowie music videos, and uh, we had to turn them off because I think you know there are a lot of them that are very not safe for work. Um, <laughs> Tight. But I also uh, like you know there's, there's there's definitely a few ones with some 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 major sex stuff going on. But the one of my one of my I think if, if anybody has seen a David Bowie if music video, um, just sort of floating out there on the internet, if they're like you know a, a young person who does not know a lot about David Bowie, they probably have seen Dancing in the Street. Uh-huh, that's David, my that's definitely my favorite. David Bowie featuring Mick Jagger, which is sort of a legendary music video from 1985, where the two of them are. Just frolicking. Just frolicking. Directed by David David Mallet. It's not some some read it weirdo directed by No, but they are just like have you ever seen the Prancer sizing video? Yes, the John like, Mayer one, yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh it's essentially that. Yeah. But in earnest. Um so, you know, not all of them were like, you know, very artistic bold no. statements. Uh sometimes he just got in the street with Mick Jagger and danced around. Yeah. So Doug, we have a few other music videos to talk about. Yeah, a couple week. of stuff that, you know, it's, it starts the uh, trends. We're talking about trends of 2016. Maybe these trends, will, maybe these videos will be the starts of some trends. Ooh, I like that. You never, you never know. And maybe we, we kind of alluded to one. I think we should start there. Uh, this is a, a little bit older. Came out all the way back on January 5th, 2016. All the way back. Remember how young we, how young and energetic mm. we were back then? I remember. Uh, Fallout Boy featuring Demi Lovato, Irresistible. We're calling it Irresistible Remix because there's also one without Demi Lovato, uh, directed by Wayne uh, Isom. Um, here, this is it. This is a music video. Is it Wayne Isham? I mean, probably. <laughs> probably. And it's also Demi Lovato, but you didn't correct me there. 
I don't know if it is. I think you can say Demi. I don't know what you can and can't say for anything. Uh, so I just get it wrong on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, this video, we, we, I, uh, I, I, think this, I think this is definitely starting trends. That's the prediction I made at the beginning of the show. That they're going to recreate music videos from the 90s because that's essentially what happens in this video. It's, uh, it takes place in a toy store and it is basically the bye-bye-bye. It's bye-bye-bye-bye sync. No, it's, it's going to be me. Uh, it's gonna be me. Sorry, it's gonna be me inspired uh, by NSYNC. Um It takes place at a toy store. The band becomes toys, and it even has cameos by Joy Fatone and Chris Kirkpatrick. Um, what do you think of this video, Adam? Well, so uh, if you've ever seen the "It's Gonna Be Me" video, I think it is one of the. It's not like a like iconic video by any means, but I think it is, if you remember any sort of like boy band imagery from the early two thousands, you probably remember in sync kind of like dangling, uh, by strings. And you probably also remember in sync becoming toys. Um, and that's what that whole, it's going to be me video is about directed by Wayne Isham. And, uh, you did, you did a, um, I did a, yeah, I did a music video relapse about this one. Right. And basically what happens in that video is they come alive and, and like there's a hot girl in the store, um, you know, who's like, uh, you know, shopping for toys and all these other toys are getting bought and checked out. And they're like, that's their goal is to get checked out. And when they do, they turn into real to real people instead real of real boys. Right. Um, it's a it's a fun music video. It's, it's definitely a very original music video. And then you have this fallout boy version Featuring Demi Lovato. First of all, uh, uh, God bless Demi Lovato, but I don't know why she's here, and she's she's just kind of like hanging around in the back, like yeah, I'm I'm here too. I'm around. Yeah, I'm I'm around if you want. And she, it's it's none of this video makes any coherent sense whatsoever. But I think we it, can forgive it. But not, but the same goes for it's uh it's gonna be me. But it's gonna be me. Had a actually had uh, like a cohesive narrative oh, okay a little weirdly bit. enough this is like, just a re they're just remaking it and putting the images i feel like people definitely remember it's going to be me because it had a making the video episode about it right on mtv and that's very important you can definitely find that probably in several parts on youtube somewhere but, um, but i'm trying to figure out what's going on in the beginning of this video because there's a conveyor belt and and demi lovato and I, I, is that chris kirkpatrick uh yeah yeah uh, they the fat, are the fat guy. Yeah, they are like on this. Like this is the conveyor belt. Like they're in some kind of like Lucy esque, Lucille yeah. Ball esque factory where they're making these. They're making these uh, the Fallout Boy toys. Well, but floating coming out in front of them, first of all, are like toys from the original two you know from 15 years ago the original it's going to be me video yeah kirkpatrick kisses one yeah but they're like they're old and beat up like they're 15 years old it's so weird i don't understand what they're doing and then they're just like looking and kissing these toys chris kirkpatrick is kissing his toys um and then all of a sudden these uh there are new toys and the i guess and the new toys are the members of fallout boy um, they get their own. I guess toys. See what the what the indication is supposed to be is that this is this is the same factory where the and in sync toys came from. Mm. Somehow, Chris Kirkpatrick now works at the factory. 
in which in where he used to be where he originally was made right and so this is this is the life of a toy uh you either work in the factory or you work in the toy store because it joey vatone <laughs> is revealed to be a a really bad employee because he like gets a shipment of toys and doesn't know what to do with them and just kind of like I don't know I don't know what to do with this and just kind of like throws it errantly uh, into the bargain bin into the, the bargain bin. boy goes into the bargain bin um, he also gets the shit because he also get he gets the in sync toy too does what is yeah he he and he like looks into the camera and points at it oh he um, like oh yeah okay uh, yeah one thirty six. I don't He's know like, how he got that because it's very clear that the box of uh, Fallout Boy toys was just full of Fallout Boy toys. So right. the um, you know, I, I take it back. Demi Lovato does play a role. She she plays the role of the the female kind of like going around and shopping for toys, and they, they do follow the plot of the old one, the two thousand one, pretty relatively well. There, they find themselves as toys, and they. They like punch out of their wrapping and sort of hang out in the toy store. What um, year did um two thousand? Two thousand, yeah, yeah. But the, the 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 thing is, is that in the ending, the the sort of resolution of the two thousand video is that they became real boys and they then they walked out of the the, thing, the store with the the lady. And this one, basically, we just get an excuse for Demi Lovato to to to, to let's peep some cleavage. And has her and Joey Fatone kind of look out, look down on the band playing on a shelf. And that's kind of how it ends, which creeps me out a little bit because, you know, if we're following the world of the 2000 video where, you know, you can be trapped as a toy, but you are getting out by being bought, it doesn't look like they're going to do anything with them. And it ends on a very menacing shot of Joey Fatone kind of like playing with these dolls. You get the sense that he's never going to let the fallout boys become real boys again which is which makes me upset it does yeah yeah joey fatone uh in general makes me upset and he he doesn't do himself any favors with the ending of this video and it just this video also emphasizes how weird of a dude looking dude the guy the lead singer of fallout boy is i don't even know yeah uh, no, he is a super weirdo. I, uh, I, I am VDB picked this video. Um, yeah, we should, we should talk about that. But it's no, it's, it's because listen, I think it's uh, it's, it's good. A, no, it's because because of because uh, I'm gonna I'm calling it now that this is a trend. You're gonna Wayne Isom, Wayne Isham, all year. He's gonna make a dozen music videos this year, and they're all gonna be remakes of music videos that he made. 15 to 20 years ago. So what do you think? What, what music video do you think he's going to remake next? My guess is he's going to remake she bangs by Ricky Martin. He's going to remake that with, uh, Chris Brown. That's my, that's my guess. What are you you doing? So what's yours? Uh, let's see here. Out of control by mistake. (laughs) I think, um, I think I would like to see him remake. Hold on a second. I gotta, I've got a girl, not yet a woman, by Britney Spears. Um, he's gonna remake that with Britney Spears. Hold on, I gotta go. I gotta go back, back a little bit here to the nineties. Um, to a oh. video that I recognize. Man, water runs dry. What if he remade Water Runs Dry? Um, 
This is gonna this is the best part of the podcast ever. <laughs> um, man, Vivo, any of these Vivo, Vivo changed all their fucking pictures. They did. They did. Yeah. It's blown my mind. Some intern has had a very bad last few. Days. I know. Yeah. Right. Dream job. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say uh, "Living La Vida Loca" um, <laughs> by Ricky Martin, but I want him to I want him to remake that with uh, with Fetty Wap. So we we're both going with Ricky Martin videos. Yeah, so guaranteed he's remaking a Ricky Martin video. I think it's it's Wayne Isham's best best work. I mean, "Living La Vida Loca" that's the Stone Cold. Yeah, uh, no, that is the best one. That is the best one. Uh, so let's round up the show. We got one more video that I think we should talk about that this actually came out this week. How how about it? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, um, and yeah, this is uh, pretty great. Um, this so this came on the the the, the news. The, the I don't know if it was a leak or the official release of Radiohead's rejected uh, James Bond Spectre theme song. Um, kind of getting Bond back in the news a little bit. And then we had this video come out, which was a very pleasant surprise. I love this video, directed by Ninian Doff, who's been on this podcast. What's up, Ninian? Uh, this is directed by Mike Snow, and it's called Genghis Khan. And it no, is songs, but you not directed by Mike Snow. Oh, yeah, sorry, directed by uh, yeah Ninian Doff by Mike Snow, called Genghis Khan. Right, got it. Uh, nailed it. And uh, this video is sort of a take on the, the very famous scene from uh, Goldfinger. Uh, where James Bond is prone on a table, he's got the uh, like a laser sh- like aimed at his dick, and uh, uh, James Bond says a famous line, "Do you expect me to talk?" And Goldfinger says, "No, Mister Bond, I expect you to die." That's the best line in all James Bond films, um, <laughs> and of course he gets out of it. But this 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 sort of imagines that scenario where this uh, this uh, villain uh, has to he has a family. Um, yeah, he's about to turn the laser on for the James Bond character. Um, well, he just can't. He can't do it. Well, he well he first of all he gets called away because it's the right. end of the day, and he has to go. He goes back to his family. He's got a pretty hot wife. That he's not interested in. He's got two kids, but then he goes back. Just like an the idyllic kind of like you know American dream home. Exactly. Yeah. Um, two kids, a dog, and then he he can't kill the James Bond character. Um, but then they, the two of them f- fall in love and, and then they, I don't know how financially legally, legally this works, uh, but then they are the couple. Um, they just like reassume. Yeah. So far, all right. So I think you're leaving a couple of things, a very important elements out. Okay. And, and dance is a big, <laughs> dance, uh, yeah. Okay. But dance is a big element. Uh, so part of like, there's kind of an, an, an initial struggle with the bad guy character, uh, and he try and he, some of it, he's working out through dance. He's like dancing around uh, while while the James Bond character is still tied down, right. uh, kind of dancing around. And then when like their relationship kind of like culminates through dance, like he kind of sets him free, and he the James Bond guy like goes to run away, and then he runs back. Right. He like comes back. He instead of escaping, he comes back, and then they dance together. And then the biggest, yeah, the biggest laugh moment for me is when it goes back to the house, and it's just like the same kids, but the James Bond is the is the is the <laughs> is the significant other, and it's just revealed through that. 
it was just such a funny moment. Such a funny moment. But just like somehow he just assumes the role. Like, no, it's me now. Yeah, ev- literally everything is the same. It's the same yeah. table. Like Same bed. Like they didn't change a thing. It just... <laughs> So, which makes you like, maybe it's not, doesn't really happen. Maybe it does, but uh, well, I don't I know. It it's does. just so, I mean, yeah, there's nothing to, it's, it, there's nothing to suggest that the, any of it is a dream or anything like that. But, um, it's just so fantastical. Uh, is that a word? I think it's, yeah, I think that's a word. I, but I think it, it, it does actually happen because at the end you see the, the oh, daughter, right. You're right. You're right. The jilted wife. And she, and she says the, the, the chorus of the, she like speaks the chorus of the song, which, 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 uh, it, basically the the chorus of the song, the the idea behind it is that they they don't want to share their significant other with anybody. Um, yeah. So she's been ousted by you know the gay dancing James Bond, and now her her <laughs> husband is has invited you know a, another dude and uh, has assumed her position and I, I suppose kicked her out completely. If we're talking practical items here and uh she's she's pissed so maybe i i, I don't know maybe it's a question for ninian are we gonna get a sequel oh man that would be awesome gosh i love this video though this is a great video this is it is it has um i, I don't know how they did it, it looks like a, mo- a movie i mean it has a fantastic production values um looks like they shot on film um the and the performances are, are the performances are great they're amazing yeah they're because there's like moments where the um, like the dancing, the two, the two main characters can like dance really well, but there's also these like really great subtleties to their performances too, um, that come through and just these like little glances and looks, um, that, that really helps sell this video. Um, yeah, I love this one a lot. Thanks, Ninian. Um, hope Ninian has a great year. One of them. I think so. I think that I I think he's kicking off 20, 2016 right with this one. I think we kicked off twenty sixteen right with this podcast. Would you say? Uh, I I goddamn right. Oh. I say. So I want you everybody out there to go to imvdb.com slash podcasts um, and click on the uh, you know we have it's on iTunes. Um, I gotta get links to other pro, like um, Overcasts and, and other podcast entities as well. Um, but you just grab the XML feed, throw that in your favorite uh, podcast player or search for us on iTunes and, you know, go in and do a little rating. Go ahead and say, hey, you know, these hey, guys. Hey, I like this. I love this. Yeah, good, give, it a, give it a little star rating, um, you know, on the old iTunes. And, uh, and, you know, thanks for that. Appreciate it. So we will see you guys next week. Welcome to 2016. And, uh, and, and we love you. We really do.